It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. You can join us at 617-779-7937. If you miss any of the show, you can download, subscribe, the Rich Keefe Show podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Fitzy, a lot on the table. Uh, Four episodes into the dynasty. We have uh, NFL Draft Combine Week is upon us. So, And we're two months away. Actually, just inside of two months from the NFL draft, and there's always uh, more and more rumors, and you have uh, you have time now. We allow it. You can change your opinion. Maybe you were of the, hey, draft Drake May. They're like, no, 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 Jaden Daniels. No, 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 Marvin Harrison. No, 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 trade up. That's fine. Uh, I'm all for that. I, as of last check, I am of the stay at three and draft Marvin Harrison camp. Fitzy, have you, is that still your number one, or are you talking yourself into the trade up for Caleb Williams thing? Oh, I ruled that out. So I settled in on a realistic number one of the the you know Calvin Moss or Randy Johnson, if you will, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. falling into the laps of the Patriots. I, hey, listen, it, if there's any chance the Patriots could possibly trade up for Caleb Williams, like if you're if someone's going to put that back on the table, and if there's any truth, I hear to you. Peter Peter King hearing the. Hey, hey, Rich. Yeah. Uh, the trade winds are telling me that it sounds like the Chicago Bears are going to stay put and trade, or rather, they're going to trade the first overall pick and stay with Justin Fields. I'm all in. Get up there, Gerard Mayo. First draft, splash. Hottest quarterback prospect since Patrick Mahomes. Do it. You, if you want, if you want to win, <laughs> that's Peter King. If you want to win big, you got to risk big. Let's go. Hey, Rich. Sorry, Hi, Dale. I, Thanks for everything. Uh, I thought I had him telling me what a great question it was, but it must be somewhere else. <laughs> I just have uh, me tickling him, apparently. <laughs> tickle, me, tickle me, Peter? I don't know me yeah, tickling Peter King. He was a, a frequent, uh, he was a weekly guest for uh, many years on this station but yeah he's the question of the century oh there it is good pull joe that's what it was question of the century i don't even remember what the hell it was but i i came up with the question of the century according to peter king and that's why i even i even you did what was the question Uh, you know what it It was was a hot dog a sandwich (laughs) i think it was Mm -hmm. i think it was I I asked, AI, I asked AI to uh, read me Peter's column today, his his announcement retirement column. How'd that go? And, it, and AI was like, "I'm sorry, that would even exhaust me. <laughs> I cannot. It like combusts. That uh, is a bridge too far." But again, Bruins are on the table. They are in a little bit of a slump right now. If you want to talk yeah. Celtics, Red Sox, it's all on the table for you here tonight. But let's go back to the phones six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Pete is in the car. What's going on, Pete? Uh, not much, gentlemen. All right. uh, just checking in with you. Now that we're two months to the draft. That's right. And uh, I'm getting kind of I, – I, I was original co-signer on the, on the drafting Marvin Harrison and then coming back in for Bo Nix. Kind of went away from that a little bit. But I've had a really icky feeling that Jaden Daniels has passed Drake May mm-hmm. in terms of the national consensus. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Drake May. And I've had a weird feeling about him. Okay. And I, I saw it today, Kurt, Kurt Bankert, who uh, was a five-year backup quarterback in NFL, 
does the Twitter thing now. He uh, he did a, a breakdown of Drake May, and his his uh, his uh, summarization was, um, uh, God, the kid, the, the quarterback at uh, Mason Randolph with uh, not as uh, wow uh, Mason Rudolph with not as much arm talent. Okay, and then hey, less talented the Mason Rudolph. Like <laughs> yes. I don't like Wait, that. you're talking so, about like, Kurt? Are you talking? Like, I'm sorry, caller. Are you talking about Kurt, ba- the Bankert guy that he used to be the backup in Green Bay for a long time? Correct, correct. Got yeah, 145,000 Twitter followers. Yep. You know he knows his stuff. He's been in, in a you know in quarterback rooms for a decade between college and, and the NFL. I kind of trust his evaluation versus some of these other guys, and that that uneasy pit in my stomach just got really big. So I'm a hundred percent on the. Draft Marvin Harrison and sneak back in and snipe Bo Nix yep. in the low twenties. You only have to give up your third rounder for it. Uh, so I just want you guys know, like, ugh, stay away, Drake May, stay away. All right, very good, Pete. I'm kind of of that same camp. Now I don't know if he's Mason Rudolph. Well, it's funny. The other night, uh, Hart and Phil Perry were they both had their comps for Drake May. Hearts was Josh Allen and Phil Perry's was Mitchell Trubisky. So <laughs> there's a little bit of a disconnect. Correct. It seems like it seems like Drake May Mitchell Trubisky. He went to the same damn school, Phil Perry. Yeah. So I don't know. You get that a lot. I fall. I fall into that too. Like in basketball, I'm like, oh, he's kind of like this guy. It's like, well, that's because you saw him play in the same uniform, I think. But either way, I I fall victim to that. I wonder. Well, it just feels like for those that are like really dug in on it, so like on Drake May tape, there's very few people that like Drake May. They either love him, they love Drake May, or they they don't, they hate him. I feel like, whereas the other quarterbacks, there might be some that, oh, well, I, you know, I could talk myself into Jaden Daniels, or, or like you take this guy and, you know, the right coach, the right system, or whatever, you're, you're cooking with gas. But Drake May, it seems like you have uh, maybe more polarizing than the other two. Yeah, there was a video, I don't know if you saw it over the weekend, but there was a video where Drake May apparently, and I'm not sure if it's real or not, threw a football 80 yards and hit the crossbar on a goalpost. I don't doubt it. Yeah, no, but the, here's yeah. the thing. Like, it could just be like the Shadow Lion video that that's the name of Tom Brady's uh, company that does like special <laughs> effects. Um, remember the video where he threw the ball into the jugs machine? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he, yes, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, like, and that was. Wasn't um, there also, CG? was there a Michael Vick or a John Elway commercial where he threw the ball out of the stadium? So, I mean. You, sure. can, you can do things with it. Speaking of Drake any- May, how about this? Drake May was on the Adam Schefter podcast, oh, and he? he even talked about the idea of maybe playing for the Patriots. Here's Drake May. It's hard not to talk about the last shoot in New England. I mean, it's hard not to talk about the dynasty. You know, with the great, you think of the GOAT. You know, that's what you think of. You know, when you think of New England, you think of the GOAT, Tom Brady. So uh, just a place with it's had a lot of success and um, had some years lately that they haven't been as successful and uh, looking to be- get back on track, and I know that's you know bought right there near Boston is shoot three, you know these three great sports towns you're talking about now. So uh, a gra- all great places to play, and you know I think a, a great spot to be a you know franchise quarterback at, and that's you know what I'm working towards. You know really wherever you know wherever whoever decides it, you know draft me and raise excited and get to work. But I know those three you know, cities are great sports towns, and you know couldn't you know be be grateful and be blessed you know to play for any of them. So talking about all the teams at the top of the draft, so just sort of whatever. But it is kind of funny to think about where there's going to be more and more guys over the next couple of years that, like, he's referencing Tom Brady, who hasn't played on the team for four years. And so we're we're getting further and further away from it. So even though, you know, we're all watching the dynasty, we're all reliving it, we're never going to forget those moments. There's going to be kids that are like, the Patriots stink. 
Like there's like the Patriots, yeah. like one, like yeah, the Patriots used to be good. So the Cowboys, you know, like it's it's just mm-hmm. crazy to think that there are guys that are going to be coming into the league that, you know, they're more used to seeing Mac Jones struggle than they are Tom Brady winning Super Bowls. Yeah, how long does that legendary status last? Because you mm. don't still hear like you hear people talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now they have six Super Bowls. Yep, they haven't won one now in fifteen years, fourteen years, actually no, fifteen years, and. You know, they've got their six, so you can talk about the Steelers as a legendary football team, legendary football program, but you don't talk of them as like a recent dynasty. So I guess the right. Patriots, because yeah. it's within a decade's time, you, you get a little recency glow off of them, yep. but yep. that's going to start to wear away. And this is, in a, this is we have a completely different operation now. Like gone, Belichick, completely gone. different. The way he did up, the way he did things. Same gone. owner. You have the same owner. That's it. You have a new GM. You have a new coach. Yep. You have new coordinators, yep. new specialty coaches. You have twice as many coaches as you've had in recent <laughs> years. Like It's going coaches. to be done yep. differently now. And we should just let them do it the way that they want to do it and burn some cash. Mm-hmm. Um, also like the fact now that there's going to be more cash to burn uh, yep. because the salary that. cap went up an unexpected amount, which, by the way, should in no way, shape, or form hinder the Patriots or be used as an excuse to not give the players on your own team and the players that you want to pursue at a premium in free agency the money they want, deserve, or that their crazy agents are asking for because you've got it to spend. They're going to have, once they get rid of Jason Jackson, yeah. ready to burn some cash. Burn no some doubt. cash. No doubt. No doubt. We're going to have over $100 million to play with. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to Jay in Maine. He joins us next year on the program. What's going on, Jay? Hey, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just want to speak on the dynasty, yeah. uh, especially with the New York Giants as a New York Giants fan. I think that Steve Spagnola doesn't get enough credit mm. for that Super Bowl win against the undefeated Patriots. Uh, he really, truly showed himself. And truthfully, as a Giants fan, Bill Belichick is just fantastic. I mean, I love Bill Belichick. I'll never hate on the Patriots. Even though I live in New England, haven't my entire life, he has really done a lot for the Giants and also the New England Patriots. So that first part of the dynasty was just incredible to see. Uh, he really did a lot of great things. 2007 is separated by two things, Steve Spagnuolo's defensive strategy and Bill Belichick's ability to call a defense. That being said, I would love to hear, especially, you know, Fitzy's perspective on what that means to him. And, you know, as somebody who has been in the industry for so long and the organization for so long, what that does to affect Bill Belichick's career. That being said, I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Jay. All right, right, Jay. Okay, I will agree with Jay, Jay's first point uh, about Steve Spagnolo not getting enough credit for the Super Bowl Forty Two defensive front. Uh, I, he didn't he didn't rush the passer, but he certainly knew which players to de- to deploy when and how to deploy them. The NASCAR front, the constant pressure on Brady. Yeah, you know the Patriots also had a bad week of practice, so that was a perfect storm and a great plan for Spagnolo. He was not the defensive coordinator in Super Bowl Forty Six. That was Perry Fuel. Uh, so it was a completely different guy. And 
Spagnuolo actually came off of coaching the Rams that year and had a lousy season. Horrible. He's like that. He's a great example of you can be an awesome GM or GM coordinator. You can be an Mm -hmm. awesome coordinator and a trash head coach. (laughs) He is is. is the Josh McDaniels of defensive coordinators. Terrible head coach. Tremendous at your coordinator job and the work he's done. But I'd say Spagnuolo greater than McDaniels because McDaniels, all his best work came with Brady, which I give him credit for. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, anybody could have done it because he was good with them. But Spagnuolo's done it in a few places. He's won four Super Bowls as a coordinator, which is badass chiefs giants. And then he's had some other stops along the way, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he just not a head coach. And now kind of locked in and look how good that chiefs defense was this year. I know Mahomes gets all the credit, but no, he doesn't. He doesn't get any credit. No, Spagnolo deserves like Andy Reid. He's a genius. Yeah, okay. They yeah. call great plays to open the game and obviously in overtime to win. But yep. Spagnolo doesn't get enough credit. And I'll give you this: All right. Taylor Kyles over at CLNS uh, tweeted this yesterday, and I kind of agree. If there's one player the Patriots are going to kind of go come from the top rope or out of the blue and throw a bag at, like Stephon Gilmore. Wait, you you didn't resign Butler and you mm-hmm. threw all this money at, at Gilmore? It would be Legarius Sneed. Oh, you think so? I, huh. I, you know, you could sell if if the if they do something like if they do something out of the blue, and you're like, wait a second, we got John Jones coming back, you got Marcus Jones coming back, you got Christian Gonzalez. Like, doesn't feel like corner is the biggest position of need. Could you imagine how nasty that defense could be if they went out and got the most underrated corner in the NFL? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That that's like a Belichick move where you draft like a you think you're all set at a position and then like that's what you draft or that's what you sign and you're like huh like so I don't know if Elliot Wolf's going to go that route I mean they they have so many needs but they do have a ton of money to spend so if you want to you can't ignore defense you, I mean even though the defense is really good you can't just be like all right you're you're good like you you need to either re-sign guys or bring in some new new faces as as well all right, you guys can jump aboard if you so choose. 617-779-7937. we got some news on Michael Onwenu, the, uh, in many eyes, the top priority of the uh, own guys for the New England Patriots and free agency. So we'll give you that update. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. But right now it's time for Joe and What's Trending. Keep show with Fitzy Weei on this Monday night. Really, everything on the table. You have the uh, the Celtics can't lose. The Bruins are scuffling. Red Sox spring training is underway, and of course, the off season for the Patriots has been uh, fascinating. You toss in the dynasty on top of everything else, and uh, you get yourself a, a busy season all of a sudden, and including Fitzy the free agency. And there's only a couple of guys that I really am all that interested in the Patriots bringing back. If they brought back more, fine, but it is a four-win team, so I'm not going to go crazy about a lot of their own guys. But one of them would be Michael Onwenu, who, uh, even though he played a lot of guard, he's really like, he's a solid tackle, and he ended up kind of you know being what they needed eventually last year and hits free agency at the right time. He is going to command a ton of money, and then, oddly enough, he finally gets to free agency. Mm-hmm. And he parts ways with his agents. He is now he does not have an agent as of this moment. What do you make of that? Now, I, why in the world did he do that? Is he? Did he? I don't know. Did Did he realize he can keep that ten percent or fifteen percent that he was going to lose to his agency, managers, etc.? Did he figure I I can do this just as well as you guys can? Uh, did is 
does he not get a good feel from them as to what he th- what they think he's going to be able to get on the free market as well? I don't know if they've even you know negotiated or come to the Patriots, if the Pats have come to them. It's been all silent on that particular Western front, save for that one update we got a few weeks ago, which was, I think it was in like a Mike Reese column, or maybe it was Callahan, that the Patriots feel like Mike on when it was going to price himself out of their range. Yeah, even he, with all that cash to burn. Yeah, right, because it is one of those guys where if they bring him back, you're like, good. If they don't, you'll be mad. But if they pay through the nose for him, you're like, all right, that's. right, I'm glad he's back, but I'd like to see some of that money moved around, and it really depends on what else they do in free agency because, you know, if Mayo says they have cash to burn, and let's say they add him and a couple of other pieces in free agency, and then the rest of the improvements come through the draft, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I guess, you, obviously you need him, and if you don't have him, I don't know who, you now you need two tackles, don't you, if you don't bring back on Wenu. You sure as heck do because you, I don't, what do you have, Connor McDermott signed? Ugh. Or is it, is it going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be my guy from Michigan a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, who uh, is Andrew that Stuber. guy? It's not going to be Stuba. Could be Stuba. I don't know. I wish it would be Stuber. It's not going to be Stuber. So you have pretty much no tackles. Yeah. You have a ton of guards and centers. Uh, this is a, this is a premium spot. And like we said earlier, all the draft experts and the follows on Twix and beyond that we, are you know devotees toward all say the same thing that you can rebuild your line in this draft that's great but when you've got big money and a tackle deficit you best go burn some of that cash at one of the premium positions on your football team yeah that would would make me very happy if straight up they just said okay we have avoided this left tackle issue for years we're going to fix it right now and here's 50 million guaranteed to somebody on nfl.com's 101 best free agents uh, Mike Onwenu comes in at 17, and he's the second offensive lineman behind Tyron Smith of the mm-hmm. Cowboys. So if you're just talking about a line is always a need. I mean, look across the league. There's probably 32 teams that need linemen basically every mm-hmm. year. And so Mike Onwenu is going to make a ton of money. Plus, he fits the need for anybody because a team might be like, we like our tackles. We need a guard. All right, he's your guy. Or like, hey, we like our guards. We need a tackle. Okay, he can do that too. So his versatility is going to help him quite a bit. He is going to command a lot of money. So the question is, do the Patriots want to meet that? One of the articles I was reading today, too, said, by rule, players must wait five days after terminating current representation before hiring a new agent. And then they said, this is from Pro Football Talk, on one who also might decide to represent himself. I was like, How do you like that? I, that's possible. All right, we we shall see. Um, mm. But I don't, I don't know. I really I don't know what this means. I don't. I, mean, I, I just think it's strange that you have these guys. Is. So he's drafted as a sixth round pick. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of forced to sign basically a, whatever that rate is going to be. That's what you sign. You have these agents. I assume this whole time, and then right before free agency, when you have the chance to hit it big, you're like, nah, I'm done with these guys. It's like, yeah, that's right. it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm good. I th- thanks for getting me all the way here, guys. Now you're fired. Wait, so something. These happened. guys had like something happened. I don't know. These guys had five to ten million dollars on the plate. They were making plans. Yep. Oh yeah. People were booking vacations off of the money they were going to make on the Aweno contract, and now fired. I'd, uh-huh. I'd somebody, someone's got to get to him and figure out what the story behind that was. I know that is strange. So as I said, on Aweno is according to NFL.com one of the twenty best free agents in this class. Uh, without reading every single one of the names, just sort of ballpark, Fitzy, do you think they walk away with two of the top 20 free agents in this class? Yes. 
I mean, they got a lot of money. They, they got go a lot pre- of needs. I think they go premium. Yeah, I I kind of think I think Robert Kraft because he has been pretty adamant that it's Bill Belichick's spending over the last several years. Robert Kraft obviously wants a winner. Things haven't gone this way. Gerard Mayo made that comment about burning cash. It's Elliot Wolf's first uh, year as you know he's not the assistant GM anymore. He's not whatever. He's the guy. I said the same thing about the Red Sox. I thought the Red Sox were going to make a bigger splash than they did because they fired High and Bloom. They were in last place and they they needed to make a big bounce back. They didn't. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we'll see just how different Kraft and Henry are. Or maybe we'll find out that they're more similar than than we fear. But so you can distance yourself from that, so you can kind of get the fan base back on your side, at least the best that you can. I'm with you. I think they go big. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm not going to. I don't. I have no idea which guys. Hopefully, it's uh, one of the wide receivers, and then whatever else, whatever else they feel fit. But I think it probably will be two of these guys as, as well. Yeah. Now you've heard Robert Kraft say time and again that the only way to really build a successful team is through the draft. Yep. So you know that priority one for him this year, even with all that cash to burn, is going to be for those guys to absolutely knock their first draft out of the park in the new collaborative cooperative that is the Patriots brain trust. That said, if they were to come back and within the first 48 hours of free agency, we find out that Michael Pittman and Tyron Smith are members of the new England Patriots. Hello. Hello. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. What would you consider a successful free agency period for the Patriots? Retaining retaining half of your premium free agents. Okay. Uh, getting to Christian Barmore early for an extension and uh, shoring up the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, you're not because the, the receivers aren't great. You know, if Michael Pittman is the best you can do, I mean, that's like last year with Jacoby Myers being the best wide receiver. Now, it turns out he had a pretty nice year for the Raiders yep. as well. And yeah. how come we can't get guys like that, blah, blah, yep. blah. But, uh, w- this is a this is a big boy free agency period. Right it's huge. Like, oh, it's, it's massive. Yeah, and and the and the and the massive guys are the ones that are the best, from Chris Jones to Tyron Smith and Mike Wenu. Uh, I think it also has a lot to do with like whatever they do at three. You got to kind of go opposite that heavy in free agency. Meaning, if they end up taking the quarterback there, then you got to put a full court press on Pittman. Or if you end up taking Marvin Harrison there. Can you potentially sway Baker Mayfield away from Tampa Bay? Can you or can like how dangerous can you be? His price just went up with all that money that the salary cap popped yeah. on last week. Yes, I mean he bet on himself and it ended up working out for him. Had a good for year. Him. Everybody's making more money now, so you're right. Mayfield and Evans could both return to Tampa Bay, but you never know. I mean, you make it enticing enough, maybe, maybe. You know, maybe Evans goes somewhere else, and then Mayfield's like, well, I don't know. Like now, all of a sudden, it's not as great to come back. I needed that. That guy was a big part of my success, and so maybe he would be willing to go somewhere else. And now, you know, play for a team with Marvin Harrison Jr. That's not. That's pretty enticing as well. Where do you think, looking at the top 101 free agents yep. uh, in that NFL.com piece from Greg Rosenthal? It's a pretty solid ranking. I like his. Yeah, it's not bad. Like his analysis yep. and rankings. Where do you think free agent number two, Kirk Cousins, is going to go? I. Uh, so. Right before the Super Bowl, I I was going to say San Francisco. But I don't think Brock Purdy was that bad in the Super Bowl. However, neither was Steve Wilkes. 
and Kyle Shanahan fired his ass, the defensive coordinator who was great all year. So could you see Shanahan? Because if Shanahan brings in Cousins, now Shanahan's going to be like, see, guys, it was it was all Purdy and Steve Wilkes. I did nothing wrong, even though uh, he clearly did. Even though I took the ball in overtime. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one. I mean, Pittsburgh obviously needs a quarterback, and their team is is decent. Like that's something that they they have those three guys on the roster that were all trash. So if they could bring in someone like him, that'd be good. Uh, do you see uh, an obvious spot? Ooh, the Forty ers only have two point three million dollars under the cap, so they would have to make some significant moves to so create with a that, salary like, cap space. Is there a couple of guys they can just give new deals to? Like, I wonder if there's a couple of guys on the roster and I then, think you can win I think you can win with Purdy what I would do if I was the 49ers bang. I would prioritize I try to poach Sneed from the 40 from the Chiefs and if that can't happen Antoine Winfield Jr had a dynamite season mm. for the Buccaneers and he's going to be looking to get that Jesse Bates uh Derwin James top of market safety money right if you're a team like the 49ers whose secondary got exposed later in the season and in the playoffs pay that man yeah you know, I thought there was a chance that maybe Kirk Cousins, if Belichick got the Falcons job, might go to Atlanta. But because it's Raheem Morris there, like I don't know if that's a fit for Cousins mm-hmm. or not. So, yeah, like he's one of the ten or twelve best quarterbacks in the NFL. But like I don't know, like I don't know where he, where he's. Well, he's still up. coming off the major injury. Yeah, will like, he be he, ready? Week he's going to be on no? a rebuilding team, I think. Will he be ready week one? Why would he go to a rebuild? I see. I, see Joe, he's thirty six. Like I think he's going to go to like a good team. He's going to be looking for three years, and that was one, uh, uh, Braverman, that was one of the things that was supposedly a sticking point between he and Minnesota is that unlike in these recent seasons where they've given him guaranteed contracts all the way through, now there's word that they might be balking at the idea of giving him a fully guaranteed contract, and you can understand, 36 years old, coming off a ruptured Achilles. Yeah. Because uh, what's the, the case, bidding war? Like You need two teams in a bidding war, and I don't mm-hmm. know what the two teams... Are because we go through this every year. Like there are always teams that need quarterbacks, but if you're a team like the Patriots, it doesn't really make sense to bring in Kirk Cousins. Like the only three I can think of right now are uh, Vikings, Falcons, and Raiders who aren't who aren't in that top ten and are looking for a quarterback. Wait, Vikings? Who and Raiders? Uh, Falcons. Yeah. Like I think Falcons would still take a shot at it. They might. I mean, who is there? Anybody yeah. that? Because it's Zach Robinson there. Is there anybody that Zach Robinson would want in there? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Pretty good. It's a pretty good team. Is he going back to the Vikings, or aren't they going to pull the plug on that? I think, yeah, I mean, I well, think they're done. Well, how much do they? How much do they? What kind of stock are you putting into the Minnesota? Had some conversations with the Patriots about what it would cost to go to number three overall. True. And like, would Cousins go to a team that takes a quarterback in the first round? I feel like if it's a top three guy, no, because they're going to play right away. But if you end up with Knicks, Penix, or J.J. McCarthy, uh, you could you could see a scenario where you start Cousins year one and then figure out what to do and let that guy start the next year. Mm-hmm. That's not my favorite thing, but a lot of teams a lot of teams do it, and there's a lot of examples of it of it working out. Because you also have Russell Wilson in all, this whole thing. Yeah, where would Kirk Cousins go that it would matter to him? Could he go to Denver? Uh, he could. I mean, Sean Payton definitely wants a veteran quarterback, but yeah. he also wants to get up in the draft. Now, he may just be happy to go with Stidham and a rookie and let the rookie beat Stidham out over the course of Stid the, the 2024 kid. season. Yep. 
Yeah, so there's a little bit of like there is a QB uh, potential carousel here. It's not the you know Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers of the world moving teams, but Kirk Cousins, Russell Westbrook, uh, Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, and Baker Mayfield combined with all the guys in the draft class, like that's pretty good. It's not bad. It's a good little shakeup. Uh, from one free agency to the the other, Jordan Montgomery for remains a free agent. Scott Boris had four guys that were all still available here at the end of February. Cody mm-hmm. Bellinger just signed with the uh, Chicago Cubs. So Co- Cody Bellinger. Back to the Cubs. Yeah. And not that he was ever like a, a, a Red Sox guy or anything like that. Three years, $80 million yep. on that well, that's You can't get anything outside near Wrigleyville for that. That's right. So at this point in the offseason, if the Red Sox signed Jordan Montgomery, what would your reaction be? Okay, better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I mean, okay, we like, have I'm a rotation. Get... At least we have a yeah. respectable rotation now. Was he my priority two yeah. months ago? No. What if they gave him the reported seven years, two hundred million? That's the most re- seven years, yeah. two hundred. Get out of here! Yeah, I'd bleep in my hat. That's what yeah, I would if, do. Now, if they overpay and give him four for a hundred, I'd say, well, you know what? You waited, you effed around, you found out. Yeah, but at least you got somebody who wants to be there. Who was playoff dependable? He wasn't my first choice or even second choice no. for a starter. No. You and I both wanted to trade for Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. You and I were all over Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have even gone with the pitching professor from Japan. That's fine. Yeah, but okay. So you're going to get Jordan Montgomery. I believe his wife is either in medical residence. Yes, yeah, she was. Or, yeah, she was here. He was like working out at BC or whatever, wasn't he? Like yeah, all. He just had a Zoom call with the with the Red Sox. By the way, yeah, like oh, hey, you're still available. Yep. Anything else change? Nope. nope. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to play for free, like you got a spot here, like everyone else. <laughs> like I wonder if there's there has to be. Tyler O'Neill has three percent body fat. Cool. <laughs> you want to run with him? No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> like there's got to be some sort of they've they've had to at least talk numbers with this. Like it's to know you're so far apart. Somebody would have had to have suggested something. Whether they were like, here's our offer or or what? Because it doesn't really seem like he's in demand. There's not a lot of rumors with him. And it was like, all right, there were teams that I think wasn't one of the reports over the weekend. It might have been Nightingale was like, all these teams, including the Red Sox, were in on Yamamoto. They all had like three hundred million or more penciled aside for Yamamoto. Only the Dodgers got him. Everybody else was like, oh okay, and nobody was like, let's take some of that and give it to Montgomery. They were like, eh. Like they were. Kind of, it seems like the Red Sox weren't the only team kind of all in on Yamamoto, and now Montgomery and Blake Snell. Are both just kind of hanging out there right now? And it, it like I had heard that if the Yankees went after Blake Snell and signed him to something resembling the contract that Scott Boris is pursuing for him, that it would end up costing them this exorbitant amount of money because that would trigger uh, another tier of the luxury tax threshold, and it yeah. would just you know it would be a a bank breaker for them. So suddenly his market is dwindling. <laughs> Let me cross sports for a minute. I was going to say real quick before you do that, the New York Post headline was. Desperate Red Sox meet with free agent Jordan Montgomery as criticism grows. That's pr- I mean, there's <laughs> desperate Red Sox. Oh, they are. But zero lies detected. It is pretty funny. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say in terms of crossing sports, remember how Bertuzzi last year thought he was going to have a massive market following a great run with yeah, the, and the he Bruins? Didn't at all. And didn't and ends up taking a below market rate one year prove it deal with of all teams the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he is not just, proving it. I know he just had a hat trick, but he is not proving it this year. 
No, probably should have just stuck around with the Bruins for yeah. whatever they could have afforded. But anyway, that being said, is Jordan Montgomery going to end up signing a one-year, $25 million deal with the team? I just mean, it's it? kind of getting in that like area, I would think. Or does he sign one of those deals? Does the team say, all right, we'll give you like a three-year deal with like player options after each year? Like a three, like a three-year, seventy million dollar contract, and you go ahead and opt out whenever uh, like you want. Kevin Correa's weird deal Carlos, with the Minnesota, yeah. Carlos Correa's yep. weird deal with the Minnesota Twins. Yep. Even JD Martinez, right when his his Red Sox one was kind of fluky, he had all kinds of opt outs, and then he kept having good years, but then realizing like, yeah, I'm not going to make more than this, and then he kept coming back. Remember? Mm-hmm. So yeah, baseball they get really screwy with some of their contracts, and guys have all sorts of opt outs. So maybe that's. What it'll be. I think at this point, I know it's, it sounds kind of counter to what we've been saying. We want John Henry to spend money on the Red Sox. It doesn't feel like he is spending money on the Red Sox. However, if they spend big money on Jordan Montgomery, that's a mistake. At this point, it's, it's been a game of chicken this whole time. Nobody else wants to pay Jordan Montgomery big money. So the Red Sox shouldn't be that team. I don't want them to do that. It does, to cave and have another, like, yeah. all right, fine, we'll sign Devers to an ex- a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. Or even like Trevor Story a few years ago. They're like, see, we're involved in free agency. I'm like, yeah, I don't want that guy. Yeah, for the that idea money. of spending money well is what yes. they don't understand. That is huge. And also yeah. on people that can play this year. Yeah, we well, do currently lead the league yeah. in pitchers that can't pitch this year. That 2025 staff, though, it's going to be pretty, pretty nice. But, yeah, because you think back of all the guys that they couldn't sign. So you couldn't keep Mookie Betts famous. I'll, I'll bring that up until the day I die. But you couldn't you couldn't sign Mookie Betts. You couldn't re-up you know, Xander Bogarts early. Not the contract that he got, but he couldn't do that early. But then you're in on Trevor Story, and you're maybe in on Jordan Montgomery to that degree. Like, no. Nobody nobody wants that. Uh, although I do. Now I'm like, all right, where is he going to go? Because even, like, the Rangers, it seems like there's nothing on that end. Nobody really wants the guy. They're already playing spring games. so I'm just fascinated at how many big names are still out there I with think spring insane. training starting. Yeah, it's Boris. It's Scott Boris. Baseball Ugh. shouldn't be allowed to do this. There should be like a two-week period where there you go. You have to you have to make your moves right here. They drag the whole thing out. It take, Pitchers are so fragile. So let's say Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery sign later this week. Are they even ready for week one of the season? That's the probably that's what not. Was, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, how many times has a Javon Walker, pardon me for crossing sports, yeah, 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 you know, like held out and then signs his deal right at the end of camp and then like tears a hamstring and is out for like half the season? Yeah, like, like, are you ready? Like, like they, that's why those guys report like the beginning of February because it takes them that long to prepare for, you know, throwing a hundred pitches in a game or eighty pitches in a game. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll see if something gets done this week. At least Boris's phone works. Cody Bellinger signed. So you still have Matt Chapman, Snell, and Montgomery, three of maybe the 10 best free agents going into the offseason, and they're all still available. Uh, you guys can jump aboard here at 617-779-7937. We have Kiefer Madness coming up next here on WEEI. It's time for Kiefer Madness. Kiefer Madness. Richard Keefe, I think it is. Rich Keefe. Who is that? How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Joshua Adams. Uh, what now? It's Kiefer Madness. Where's Keefe? Where is he? Where's Keefe? 
first kiss. First kiss. Hey, kid, you're a dude. I was doing Junko Inoshima from Danganronpa. I'm a firm believer in UFOs and Sasquatch. That's funny. Yo, Kiefer Madness is so hit or miss. Kiefer's a nice guy. Kiefer's a nice guy. Kiefer Madness? It's Kiefer Madness on WEEI. I bring it. There's only one left thing to say. Uh soon be able to call the city to clean up human feces. Why do you think an alien would wear a wig? I think for aesthetic reasons. <laughs> All right. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. It is time for Kiefer Madness on this Monday evening. And uh, we have a story from Kentucky. Oh, the great state of Kentucky. I think one of the many states I've never been to. I don't think I've ever crossed into Kentucky. You've been to Kentucky? Yes, I have, actually. Yeah. I have crossed over into Kentucky mm-hmm. twice on purpose, both when I was in Cincinnati for work. One time was to go to Covington for the beer gardens oh. and where all the parties happen. And then another time uh, I ate at a diner where I had a Getta. Have you ever had... had uh, Getta? Is that Gator? Uh, with no, cheddar? It's, no, it's like sawdust and pork oh, and I don't want that. Kale. I don't want any of that. No, that it was sound good to me. No. It's Is that like a, a, a traditional Kentucky meal? It, yes. Okay. It's like a... <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> my favorite thing about Kentucky... It's like Scrapple. <laughs> my favorite thing about Kentucky... You know Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers? Mm-hmm. Their mascot is just that like red guy that's always like in the Sports Center commercials. That's Isn't that where... Um, the young, the Bailey Zappi quarterback? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, Western Kentucky, they just throw the ball every time and zap, uh-huh. zap, threw it for about 6,000 yards. Mm-hmm. But they have a guy, they're the Hilltoppers, and yet their mascot is just like a red creature. It's not anything. He's got big eyes and a mouth. And one of my favorite sports, remember the This Is Sports Center commercials? Oh, which, I know exactly which one you're they talking were about. Like, they were like, uh, he was just like eating like the tapes, right? They were like, "How do you know we've been to like a th- how? How do you know we've had ten thousand sports centers?" Like, don't worry, we got a guy. And then it cuts to him in the film room, just like trying to organize the tapes and like eating them and stuff. Didn't he have <laughs> one also with the bathroom as well? Ah, uh, probably. I bet they used he's him like, several Why don't times. You use the one out back. Yeah, <laughs> the guy was he's electric. But anyway, this is in Kentucky, but it involves an Indiana man. So it's you know, it can be confusing. But let's find out what happened. Thanks for sticking with us. You're on Wave News Midday. I'm Olivia Russell and for Shannon Cogan. New on mid- that music doesn't need to go nearly as hard as it does. That's Yeah, so she's coming in here like, all right, here's a story. Thanks for sticking with us. You're on Wave News Midday. I'm Olivia Russell and for Shannon Cogan. Oof. New on Midday in Indiana. Drop it. Arrested for criminal trespassing after a luxury car dealership turned down his multi-million dollar checks. Or Jollis explains why in this Wave News Alert. Wait a minute. They're turning down checks now? Can you not pay for a luxury car with a check? I wouldn't think that would be my something's afoot. That wouldn't be my go-to, but I but apparently this place is like, no, 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 you can't your checks are no good here. All right, let's find out what happened. Yeah, Olivia. Well, this all started yesterday morning at the Porsche dealership on Bowling Boulevard in St. Matthews. That's when police say 21-year-old Connor Litka of Bloomington, Indiana, walked into that dealership to buy a Porsche with a check worth seventy-eight million dollars yeah all right so if you're telling me you can't use a 78 million dollar check to buy a porsche anymore 
Then, like, what are we even doing here? Was it an oversized check? Was it a giant novelty check? Maybe he didn't cash it. Maybe he just won a golf tournament, and he hadn't had a chance to go to the bank yet, and he thought he could just trade one for one. But $78 million on a big old check, I feel like you could get a bunch of cars for that. Yeah, it's t- not a lot of places will uh, cash your grand prize bank check anymore the way they used to. Which is a shame. Uh, yeah. But, like, so would one have a check for $78 million and say, like, yeah. guys, I can't get anyone to break this for me or cash it in town. Get a couple if Porsches. I just buy a Porsche, can you yeah. give me the other seventy-seven million nine hundred thousand back? <laughs> I'll take the rest. I'll take yeah, the I'll rest ta- back yeah, if you I'll don't take, mind. It's fine. Venmo, cash, yeah. uh, offshore funds, whatever. They're like, sir, the uh, the car costs ninety thousand. Ninety thousand. What if I write you a check right now for seventy-eight million? They're like, huh? Like, Keeps the change. <laughs> that's not how this works. Like, well, I want to buy a car. I want to buy a nice car. Walked into that dealership to buy a Porsche with a check worth $78 million. Yeah. When the people at the dealership told him they weren't going to sell him the car, Litka allegedly walked around to a back entrance of the dealership to look for car keys and said he wouldn't leave until he got his car. (laughs) I like the stick-to-itiveness. Now, he is starting to break some laws. He was asked to leave. He would not leave. But he's like, I'm going to go find some keys. Yeah. <laughs> Place gonna be crawling with keys. I'm gonna go. You won't take my check. That's fine. I'm walking out of here. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm driving out of here. One of these sweet Porsches. Right. I. I I, just, I, I can't even possibly. A guy from Indiana drove yep. to Kentucky. That's right. With a seventy-eight million dollar check. <laughs> Had anyone told him how much a Porsche like? And he always that. just been told since I mean, he was like twelve years old. How much does a Porsche cost? I don't know about seventy-eight million dollars. And he's like, one day. One day I would have that. So I love the fact, like, did he he wrote the check to the dealership for seventy eight million dollars? <laughs> like, this this should work. It, it can't possibly be more than this. Yeah. Like I know I know everything's going up, but I should be good. Well, dealership employees called police, and he was arrested for criminal trespassing and disorderly conduct. Well, start to lose lose it a little bit. Yeah, the guy wanted a car. You wouldn't give. You wouldn't sell him a car, and he, and he wouldn't leave. It wasn't just sort of like, no. excuse me, might I be able to purchase a car with this check? No, yeah. you may not. Thank you and good day. Good day, sir. I'll be back later. And through Kentucky, what? Yeah, Kentucky. I was going to say this is just. It's one of those. St- you know, like Kentucky, famous for obviously there's uh, the mascot. Humble. Uh, yep, the mascot yep. Humboldt County, where there is an awful lot of that green green stuff that they roll dry oh, yeah. and smoke. Yeah, and don't yep. forget where. Where where's all the good bourbon come from, Rich? Kentucky, mm-hmm. the great and, state of Kentucky, and basketball. It's a, it's a uh, great basketball, basketball state. Yeah, these are all you know. A lot of the priorities that we share here on the on the Rich Keith show as well. Louisville, good booze. Louisville, good booze. No, nope. yep, Louisville, and um, where where are all the secrets and the money kept? Kentucky, Fort Knox, Fort Knox, right? Which Kentucky. is in famously in Kentucky. And through their investigation, police actually found out he tried to do the same thing at a Land Rover dealership the day before, that time using a $12 million check. Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? $12 million? All right. I'm going to be back tomorrow. $78 million. They're like, sir, it's not about the number you're writing down on the check. That is not the problem. That is not what's preventing you from driving out of here with a vehicle. He was at a Land Rover, but he got away. They didn't arrest him at the Land Rover, but he had a $12 million <laughs> check. I thought, like, oh, get out of here, you little scamp. You little scamp. He's no good here. He's like, oh, yeah? I'll show yeah. them. I'm going to I'm Porsche show tomorrow. Them. I'm going to up it by $66 million tomorrow. $25 million be enough? No, 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 no bro. No, that's not no. enough. 78 though. At a Land Rover dealership the day before, that time using a $12 million check. Olivia. All right. Thank you.
<laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Libby no, thank you. All right, yeah. thank you. All right, great. And they, they got a photo of this guy and everything. He's wearing the the orange jumpsuit from uh, the jail shot, like Connor Litka. Keep an eye out for this guy. I want to party with Connor. I was going to say, I'd like to take a look at his checkbook. That's what I want to see. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you see him listed as a producer on the new Fire Festival. <laughs> it's possible. It's definitely possible. $78 million. You know how much Michael on one was looking for in free agency? $78 million. Do you know what Jordan Montgomery wants for one season? $78 million. Well, I don't know who's going to give it to him, but... You might as well shoot for the moon. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a. Uh, hey, how much money do the how much money do the New England Patriots have to? How much cash do they got to burn in free agency? Seventy eight million dollars. Let's go. They get a lot of players for that. You get a lot of players for that. So there you go. There is uh, Kiefer Madness on this fine Monday evening. It is uh, three hours down, one hour to go. Including grab bag at nine twenty, so go no any go nowhere. It's Keith and Fitzy here on W E E I.